0: Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Uh, Virginia Tech, to me, is a trap game. Um... Their defensive coordinator, Marv, is very familiar with us. Um, so I, I, he's going to have some stuff planned for us. Um, their quarterback is 6'2", 230, big guy. They ran him 21 times last time, the last game against Pittsburgh. Um, so, I mean, if, if this is a game, you can't go out there, you know, like you did against Boston College. Or you're gonna lose this game. Um, the The schedule sets up pretty easily. Um, we don't know if uh, the the quarterback for Duke is gonna be back for our game for the game against them in Tallahassee or not. But Duke is a problem. Duke is not. This is not Duke from you know ten years ago. This this is a gritty, hard nosed you know, athletic, punch-you-in-the-mouth Duke team that that played a close game against Notre Dame. Um, but, and Virginia Tech, to me, presents those same kind of problems. They want to run the football and play defense. And, and their running back, I mean, their quarterback is looking to run, and we've had issues with mobile quarterbacks. So, you know, if you go out here sleepwalking, if you go out here lollygagging, if you think that they're going to lay down because you got the logo on your helmet, you're you going to lose this game. Um, so to me, you have to start fast on offense and defense and just put these guys away early. Um, I don't really care where we're ranked now. I I really... It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter until the end of the month. That's, that's that's when I care about the rankings is when the college football playoff rankings come out, and we'll see where we are. But um, very emotional win over Clemson, and, you know, you had a week to get that out of your system and get locked in on Virginia Tech, and we owe these guys. Um, cause the last time we played them in Tallahassee, it it wasn't, you know, it was the beginning of the end of sorts for the, for the run that we had. Um, so we owe these guys and I know it's not the same regime, different coach, whatever. I, I really don't care, but it's still Virginia Tech at the end of the day. And I don't have any. Uh, malice towards Virginia Tech. They're just the next team on the schedule, and we want to win. At the end of the day, a win is a win. I'll take it, but, you know, you can't keep winning games like you've been doing. We need a dominant win over somebody. We got to go out here and dominate against somebody. I've seen... You know, where we're a ninety-five percent favorite. That, that that's somebody's opinion, man. It doesn't mean anything. These guys are gonna be hyped, Virginia Tech. Those guys are gonna be hyped to play Florida State. And they're gonna they're gonna come out here and play this like it's their their national championship. Okay, I wanna I I wanna say they're two and three. I wanna say they're two and three. They've lost to Marshall. So and no disrespect to Marshall but we should dominate these guys if we come out and play our A game. There shouldn't be any room for fault when it comes to this game. So I look forward to domination. Um and I I George you know, Travis I hate I hate I hate this saying and I hate when my quarterback has to do this. But just take what the defense is gonna give you. Don't try to create a big play. You you can't manufacture big plays. It, it has to happen organically in most cases. Now you can do it by play design, but sometimes when it's not there. So and sometimes the defense wins. And so you either have to take the sack or throw it out of bounds. Okay. And I really want the run game to get going. You know, Trey, this is not Trey Benson from last year. And I know teams are game planning for him. So you the play calling, the offensive play calling has to be a little bit more creative. Okay. You you did you when you when you put Bell in the backfield and ran, you know, the running game out of that formation. That was tremendous. And I want to say easton Douglas is a terrific lead blocker, and I don't know why we're not using him in that role. Um, so there's definitely ways to get this running game going, and I just hope that we can uh, use those methods. The running game has to be an essential part of this team to, you know, hopefully make a playoff run and a national championship appearance. Um, To the best of my knowledge, um, and I'm trying to think over the last 20 years, I can't really think of a team that didn't have a really good running game, maybe, maybe that 2019 LSU team, but I'm pretty sure they had a pretty good running game. They just had those two receivers, Jefferson and um, um your boy from the uh, Bengals, Chase. Um, that's really the only team I can really think of, and I'm trying to. Search my memory here, but not really pretty much every national champion has had a really good running game um so i I just feel like. It's just essential that we get these running backs on track in the run game if we're going to make a lot of headway for the lofty goals that, you know, this team and the fans and the university have set for this season. I mean, the schedule sets up very nicely for a run, but, you know, in the last couple years, we've lost to teams that we shouldn't have lost to. And uh, you know we have to figure out some kind of way to you know have that same like whatever we do, whatever whatever way that we the players I keep saying we, whatever way the players got hyped up for the LSU game, we need that same energy every game. Cause I can honestly say just watching. Those two games against LSU last year and this year, they just came out with an energy like, you know, we want to dominate. We want to show the country that the SEC ain't all that. And, you know, I think that's the attitude that you have to have for every game. You know, you can't have a letdown against Boston College and definitely the Clemson Tigers just because they had like a eight, seven, eight-year winning streak on us. So, I mean, definitely come into that game hyped up and ready to ball, but it just didn't seem like it. So I I don't know what team we're going to get Um, when, when they take the field against Virginia Tech. I don't know what team we're going to get because I think motivation – is still a area of improvement for Mike Norvell. I really feel like it is because we've had some letdowns the last couple of years. I give him all credit in the world for building his team. Um, I give him and uh, the offensive coordinator, I forget his name, I give him the credit for rebuilding that offensive line. I give the defensive staff recredit for rebuilding their defense, getting the transfers. I give them guys all the credit in the world. But keeping these guys motivated has to be at the forefront. I really don't see any other way that you can get to a playoff or a national championship without um, keeping these guys motivated. And, um, you know, it's just something that we have to really, really, really lock in on. Um, uh, Keon Coleman has been a pleasant surprise. I thought we all thought Johnny Wilson was going to be the go-to receiver. It's turned out Keon Coleman is taking that spot. And... I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't care who the top guy is. The only thing that matters to me is wins and losses. That's all that matters to me. I don't care about none of that stuff. I just want to see my team go undefeated, win an ACC championship, and then compete for a national championship. Um. So, Virginia Tech presents a lot of problems running the football. Um, Their quarterback hit a receiver on a 60-yard pass. So, we definitely know he can run and throw. And like I said earlier on in the podcast, we had our issues with mobile quarterbacks. So, you know, hopefully the defensive staff can scheme up something to contain this guy. He's 6'2", 231, as as I said earlier. So, he had 21 carries against Pittsburgh. 21 carries. That's that's a lot for a quarterback. I don't care how big he is. So, you know, this is a game that Florida State could lose if they come out there half-stepping. So, they really need to, like I said earlier, lock in, man because these last 8 games you know are going to be crazy. Um I wish we could have had our bye against either Miami or the Florida Gators, but you know it never works out that way. So hopefully you know we went off, we went out and we get to compete for a playoff spot and a national championship. I think a game like this is really going to tell you where this football team is as a program and how much Mike Norvell has evolved as a coach because um, you're heavily favored Um, and you should win, just period. A win is a win. You know, I don't care about margin of victory, and I don't care about style points. But what I, you you can control what you can control, and as a coach, you know you have to have the pulse of your team, and you have to get these guys hyped up to play. Those are the things that Mike Novell can can control. He can't control how Virginia Tech comes out because I I guarantee you that Virginia Tech is going to come out and play a very hard-fought game. I mean, that's just their tradition. You know, as far back as I can remember, I've never seen a Virginia Tech team just come and lay down for anybody. So you can expect a highly contested game. Um, They're going to be awesome on special teams. That's a tradition at Virginia Tech. So it just, for me, it just comes down to what my team does. And, you know, let's just face it. We were we were very flat in the Boston College game. Um, we were pretty good in the Southern Miss game. We were awesome in the LSU game. We were very competitive in the Clemson game. You know, we were down pretty much the whole game, but we kept fighting. So I'm just really looking for that complete game, you know, wire to wire that we're just on. We're just on it. We're locked in. We're focused. And we dominate. You know, that's the essence of Florida State football is, is just dominating teams, you know, making them tap out. And we haven't had a game like that in a long time. It's been a long time since we've had a game like that. So, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think that the schedule sets up very nicely for us. Um, I'm not sold on Miami. Every year it, it starts out good, and they lose a game they're not supposed to lose, and then the whole season bottoms out. That's been the story for Miami the last couple of years, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I look at Miami and the Florida Gators a little bit different. I actually want them to be good. I actually want them to get talent and put great teams on the field. I want them to be at their best when we beat them. So there's no excuses. You can't blame it on the coach, the quarterback, the offensive line, the defense, whatever. I want them to get the best talent possible. Um, I like beating those guys when they're at their best. So, um, like I said, I look at it a little differently. I, I think when Florida State, Miami, and Florida are on and they're, you know, everything runs through those three schools for like a national championship it, I think it may, it just makes college football a better place um uh, in my opinion but um I'm I'm happy that we're number 5 I'm happy that we're relevant again um you know I'm happy that we're we're um uh, we beat Clemson. You know, that was a major albatross around the neck of this team, this program, the fans. And I just hope that the powers that be within Florida State football can keep this thing alive and going well so we don't have to go through another uh situation like we've gone through for the last several years of just not being competitive, not being good, and just, you know, not getting good players. And, you know, give give Mike Norvell a lot of the credit. Give his coaching staff a lot of the credit. Give Coach Atkins a lot of the credit for getting help, you know, being the main integral part of getting the offensive line rebuilt. Because, I mean, we had maybe the worst offensive line in Power 5. So, I'm glad he got that turned around. Um, To me, the offensive line is by far and away better than it was three, four years ago. But I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. Because we're not dominating teams. And... Like I said, many times we're putting the wrong people in the wrong positions. Like if you're putting a guy at tackle and he's every time he goes against a halfway decent pass rusher, he's on rollerblades. You might need to reevaluate where you're putting guys. Right. I understand versatility. I understand he might be the best option available, but if he's not doing the job, then you got to try somebody else. Like, I really want to see what Julian Armella can do in a pressure situation. I want to just see what he does in a game situation against uh, an Xavier Thomas. You know, that's what I want to see. He's a five-star. He's been sitting. You know, when are we going to see this guy play? Um. Now I did watch the Virginia Tech Pittsburgh game a little bit. Um, I mean, I wasn't really overly impressed with Virginia Tech, and I'm, that's not a shot at them. Um, but I know this Florida State team—if you know—if they're not locked in, bad things can happen. So, you know, Mike Novell's got to get it together here, and and not that he doesn't already have it together I'm just saying for this game he has to get these guys you know ready to go you know um I look at some, I look at a team like Penn State I look at a team like Ohio State I look at Georgia um you don't you don't see that you know, you don't. They don't come out flat. They come out, and you know, it's it's all effort. You know, I think as a coach, you can motivate your team to give one hundred percent effort. You know, um, I never played college football, but I just, you know, the the stuff in the locker room when the coach talks to the team, I think that's. In my opinion, I could be wrong. I think that's kind of the same at every level. Maybe it's different in the NFL where the coaches don't really do a lot of motivational stuff because it's a job. But I think, you know, peewee football, junior high, high school, college, I think coaches motivate players, right? I I, I think that's what happens. Uh. Players are either going to respond positively to it or they're not going to respond positively to it. And I think most players play football because they love the game. Now, I know there's some players out there that play for the benefits of playing football the recognition, money, stardom, you know, being famous, whatever. But I would like to think that most people play because they love the game. And, you know, I can't help but think that most of the players on the Florida State football team love the game. And when you love the game, you, you take motivation and you channel it into great play. I mean, that's to me, that's one of the uh, foundations of football. Motivation turns into positive play on the field if you're motivated. Effort. And, you know, this – this uh, just the Boston College game, to me, there was a lot of questions about effort. No questions about effort in the LSU, Southern Miss, or Clemson game. I think they really came out there and said, hey, we're going to win those games. But I really felt like that team felt like Boston College was going to be a walkthrough. And I'm not saying Virginia Tech is similar to Boston College. But this is a game if you come in and you, you know, thinking it's going to be a walkthrough. You're going to be disappointed. Because I promise you Virginia Tech take pride in their game. You know, they take pride in wearing that VT on their helmet, so you know I just hope that these these uh these men, these football players for Florida State, really come out and just say we're gonna dominate these guys. That's that's the hope. Um, as I said earlier, um, Jordan Travis. A sack is a sack. If you have an opportunity to escape and, you know, in you, you, the big play is not there wide open, just throw it out of bounds, man. Don't Don't throw the ball in the air. Don't try to be a hero. Just live to fight another day. A punt is not a bad thing. You got a pretty good defense. You got a pretty good defense. Let them do their job. Okay, um, got to get Trey Benson on track. I want to see more Marquise and Douglas. I want to see more of uh, Bell in the backfield as a blocker, running that little shotgun sweep with the with the split formation, shotgun split. I think that was a very good formation. Um, defensively, I want to see more blitzing. I think we got some very good blitzers on this team. Um in in the secondary, I want to see better man-to-man coverage. Um special teams. Uh FitzGerald still makes me nervous. I'm just going to be honest about it. Um the punter, very good. Um Jumping back on offense, wide receiver. I want to see Johnny Wilson catch everything. I think he had a lot of drop passes over these first four games. So I definitely want to see him get back on track and get back to last year's form where he was just dominating people. Um, I mean, we got a tons of experience in the wide receiver room. I just want to see all them guys get on and dominate. Uh, but most importantly, I think the offensive line, we got to find the best five to put out there. And I know we got a lot of transfers on that end at that position, those positions, but, and I hate to keep picking on this guy, but Darius Washington is not a tackle. And I wish they would quit playing him at tackle. That's – I mean, just look at the Xavier Thomas tape from the Clemson game. Just look at it. Get on YouTube and look at it. See what number 76 is out there. And just watch him go against Xavier Thomas. And you'll see why. And I've been saying this for three years now. So, this is not new. Uh, I think if I had to predict this game, if Florida State comes out and gives you 100% effort from beginning to end I could see 3117 because in every game this season there has been a point or some kind of and some kind of drive where Florida State has a lapse on offense and they have a lapse on defense that's football that's going to happen right that's going to happen but You don't want to have a lot of those. You want to have very minimal of those. The great teams, the well-coached teams, Georgia, Michigan, Penn State, Alabama, Ohio State, you don't really see a lot of that in games. You do see it, but it might be every two or three games that you see it. Most of your well-coached teams don't beat themselves and that's what i'm requesting of florida state don't beat yourself right make the other team do something extraordinary to beat you you know in all phases of the game be fundamentally sound know your assignments know your keys and um we got to play better. I mean, we went out and got these defensive tackles, and I know we're missing the dude from Miami Jackson. and um, But even with that, we should be better against the run. We should not be letting teams run the ball up the middle at this point. We should be better against the run. So we got to improve our run defense because Shipley went off. I think they had 146 rushing yards to our 22. That can't happen. We're not going to the playoff. We're not going to the ACC championship with those numbers. It's going to catch up with you eventually. So you really have to fix that. Um, This is the 499th episode. The 500th episode is coming up. That's going to be... Probably an instant reaction episode, and it's probably going to be a longer instant reaction because I'm going to reflect on the podcast and just memories throughout the podcast. But I'll do the instant reaction first. Man, I really appreciate the people that listen. You take time out of your life to listen to my monotone Florida State fan voice. I really appreciate it. Uh, Podcast is available on YouTube. All pod, it's available on all podcast platforms. And as always, go knows.